Hello, my name is Dustin Hosseini, and this is the Digital Education Practices Podcast. Okay, today I'm joined by Sasha Stolhans. And Sasha, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, Dustin. Hi, everyone. Um, so my name is Sasha Stolhans, and I'm a senior teaching associate in German studies in the Department of Languages and Cultures here at Lancaster University. Okay, great. And what are you going to tell us about today? Uh, I think this is something, a practice that you've done in the past, but you've been doing it for a while now because of its, its uh, successes, if I remember. Yeah, that's correct. So, um, yeah, it's like, like you say, it's not something that I've started doing now recently due to the current um, situation, but I think it might have um, a lot of potential for the current situation. So, basically, um, what I've been working on in the past is um, audiovisual feedback or screencast feedback as it's sometimes called. So the idea that um, you can give feedback online and you can mark um, assessments online, but rather than um, typing your comments and um, typing your feedback, you would record yourself and you would record your screen. So basically what a, what a screencast, um, so what the software does is, um, you can imagine it like, um, like um, taking a screenshot on your phone, for example, but rather than producing a picture, it produces a video recording your entire screen and um, your voice speaking over it. And yeah, it's something I've tried um, on several occasions in the past and always thought um, it worked really well and was quite an, quite an interesting and fun thing to do, not just for the students, but also for us um, lecturers and those markers. Okay, and what are some of the, maybe perhaps let's start rather than with the tools, um, we can come to the tools later. What are some of the reasons you decided to do this, um, the rationales, and I guess maybe what kind of behaviors were you hoping to get uh, out of your students? Yeah, that's a very good question. So, um, I mean, I think one aspect is um, just the fact that we are moving towards more online assessments and um, online marking. And um, so I know that there are lots of reservations among, among, among people about this. And um, especially in languages, I feel we have lots of reservations about moving online for, for various reasons. And, um, you know, it's to do with physical challenges, screen time, lots of typing, that kind of stuff. So um, I think one of the big advantages is that you can actually give feedback without having to type too much. So from the student's point of view, I think um, what's really good about it that it can really encourage the students to think about the feedback and to work and engage with the feedback. And that's actually that's been something that's been shown by lots of, lots of studies, that um, if students receive audiovisual feedback, it feels very personal, it feels very engaging, and um, yeah, students are encouraged to really think about the feedback, work with it, work with it. Yeah, so I think those are two really important strengths of this way of giving feedback. And I think maybe uh, you might be sharing some of these references later, because I know that some of our listeners might be keen to kind of go away and read about this so that they can understand better for themselves. Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. I've got a few resources. I've got, um, I've got a case study that I've written myself actually that I can share so yeah absolutely okay perfect can you give us an example of you know how did you do this what was a module and uh, a situation and maybe how can it apply to other subjects mm-hmm. so I've um, obviously I'm, I'm a language teacher so I've um, done it from the perspective of language teaching and I've, um, I've done it in um, a first year advanced module where I ask students to write an essay in German and hand it in and um, so Basically, what I did is I, um, I I tried various things. So I think I tried it in three different ways. The first thing I did is I wanted to um, show students what it's like to get 
almost real-time feedback. So what I did is I opened up the document where they had written um, their essays and I recorded the screen and myself looking at their essays and reading them for the very first time. So it would actually give the students the impression that I as a lecturer get when I read um, their essays for the first time. And they found it quite interesting to get this different kind of feedback from me. So really hearing, oh, this is what my lecturer thinks about my essay without actually thinking about it too much. So that's the first impression. And also the first impression a native speaker of the language gets from what they've written in the language. Another thing I've done with it is I've used it to give yeah, what is called elicitation feedback or prompts. So rather than saying, well, this is wrong and this is the way it should be, I said, oh, think about this structure again or think about what you're saying here again. Is this word really in the right case, for example? And um, that's all I did, really. And um, the nice thing about screencast feedback is that you can also highlight things and the way you move your mouse will be shown within the video. So that's really cool. So they can both see what you're doing on the screen and they can hear your voice. What I did then to find out how students worked with it, I asked them to revise their essays using my feedback and then actually to create a screencast video themselves telling me what they did with my feedback. So basically they um, opened up the document where they revised the essay, they went through it and they said, oh, Sasha, look here, as you suggested, I looked up this word again, or I thought about this, um, this thing again. So this is what I did with it. And I thought that was a really, really good process for me as well. Okay, so it sounds like there are two, uh, there's a few takeaways immediately. So one of them is instead of giving them, I guess, maybe values-based feedback. Mm -hmm. So that's good, that's bad. You actually were asking questions to point them in the right direction. Is that what I'm hearing? That's absolutely what it is. Yeah. And like I said, it was really interesting for me to see how they worked with my questions and, and how they responded to them. Yeah, that really, really gave me an impression of how they work with feedback in more general terms. Yeah. And then the next part, I guess, was uh, giving them the chance to kind of see a first impression. Now, obviously, some uh, academics, lecturers, teachers, and maybe even administrators would think, oh, gosh, how can someone do this? because they would have to perhaps control their tone of voice and their reactions and all of these kind of things. So how did you do that? Yeah, well, I should say that um, I've used it mainly for formative feedback. So I haven't really tried it for summative assessments yet. So that might be slightly different, although I do think it could work. I think you have to think about how you, you have to, you have to, you do read it for the first time, but you do have to consider how you react to it. So maybe you do have to sort of suppress certain feelings about the essay you might have. But um, I actually thought it wasn't, I thought it was quite easy. It came quite natural to me. It was a bit like imagining the student to be with me in the same room and then looking um, with them at the essay and um, giving live feedback in that way. So it, it sort of had the same feeling to it. And yeah, I do, I do think it worked quite well. And you can obviously always um, edit the videos afterwards if you like to. That's very interesting because, yes, obviously, I know that uh, from previous work experience in another <laughs> job in another location, uh, I was giving audio feedback and one of my colleagues said at the time, oh, we should standardize these. And now in my head, I thought this is absolutely silly because why would we standardize, you know, audio comments? That's going to make the process so much more difficult. But having that as a valid concern, what did you, how have you approached this particular issue? Yeah, yeah, very good question. Um, 
Yeah, it, it does seem a bit counterintuitive to um, to standardize audio comments, doesn't it? But I do think if you have, like you do with written comments as well, you do have sort of like an like a collection of certain comments that you tend to give over and over again. And I think the same happens with audio comments. I feel it, it happens quite automatically that you that you approach it in a certain way. I think um, I've, I've spoken to colleagues about this as well, and I know of colleagues who have tried this as well. And that maybe felt that at the beginning, it, it's a bit weird. It's a bit an odd thing to do. It's, yeah, I've heard colleagues say it's a bit cringy, actually, to, to, re- to having, having to record myself. And I did feel like that as well. But I think as with most things, you get used to it. And now I think I really embrace it as sort of a fun and quite interesting alternative to giving traditional feedback in inverted commas. So I think it can also make the, the, the whole process of giving feedback and marking for us, a little bit more exciting, maybe. And and of course, given that it's formative, so formative is where we don't give the students necessarily a mark. It's not the final piece of work, it's the kind of drafts. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And that's how I used it in the past. And um, especially to prepare for exams, for example. Um, so I haven't, like I said, I haven't used it in a summative way yet. So where you actually give the student a mark that counts. But I could see it it working in summative ways as well. But obviously, then we would have to standardize it a bit more. Okay. And obviously, I, I guess it would be a fair point to say that if they've received audio comments throughout the term, and then they come to like a final uh, written assessment, then it would make sense that they receive audio comment anyway, because they would have been used to that method. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And um, I think it would actually be a really good way forward, especially if we think about having to to move to online marking more in the future, which I think might might happen. So, um, and I think one of the specific um, challenges of teaching languages, now this is not relevant for everyone, but I think in languages we tend to give lots of feedback, but smaller pieces of feedback. So, for example, because you have to comment on on lots of words within a sentence and say, well, double check the case, do this and that. So I think that's a, that's a particular challenge of, of marking language work where lots of typing and then marking online by, by using comments and annotations could actually be quite fiddly. So that's why um, I found it much more straightforward to just talk. And I'm, and I'm sure that could be applied to other areas as well. No, I totally agree because uh, I have a master's and a bachelor's in Russian. And I remember one of our teachers uh, in at the master's over, she was really good, really attentive. She would mark the papers and they would come back to us and it would all be underlined, scribbled, circled. <laughs> So she was a really good teacher. I'm not saying anything otherwise, but um, obviously seeing all of this feedback was incredibly, it could be overwhelming from a language learner's perspective. But if say you're studying a uh, management subject or a science subject, the same thing would apply because you would have either formula or theory. And for some things you could easily go into a Word document and make a note. But for other things, it might be easier, as you're saying, to kind of make an overarching commentary, I guess, an audio commentary, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you could, you can always combine them both, huh? which is brilliant. You can do that with, um, with recorded, with screencast feedback as well. So you can, do, you can give specific comments throughout the essay, for example, and an overall comment at the end. 
Exactly. And I think a lot of subjects take this approach too. So coming to the technical side of things, how did you do this in terms of the, we've talked about the pedagogy. How did you do this in terms of the technology, the tools, the different apps? Okay, so I've mainly used um, one specific app, which is Screencast-O-Matic. I really like it because I think it's really user-friendly and really straightforward. You don't actually need much of an introduction to it. Um, And it's free, which always helps. And um, there are two ways of using it. You can either download it, then use it as an installed piece of software on your computer, or you can use it online. Um, just on their website. In my experience, the online version isn't as good and as stable, really. So I would always recommend downloading it. And then basically what you do is um, you open the program and basically a frame will appear. And you can adjust this frame. You can make it bigger or smaller. And whatever is within that frame will be recorded once you press record. And um, at the same time, your voice will be recorded. So whatever you do and whatever can be seen in that frame will be recorded as well as your voice. And um, so that's how Screencast-O-Matic works. There are lots of other um, programs um, out there, both free ones and um, ones that you have to pay for that might have more advanced features. Like I said, I've mainly used Screencast-O-Matic because I really like it and I think it's really, really user-friendly. But um, I've just um, just Googled um, Screencast software and Google gave me about like 15 different options on the first page, which is brilliant. So there's lots out there. So that's one example of how to do it. So Screencast-O-Matic, and of course, there are many other options. Uh, and, and even more, perhaps, lower tech way would be to use some software called Audacity. It's a, yeah. it's a voice recording software, but then you would have to cross-reference it with the page number and perhaps the paragraph, which might not capture it, but it would be another way. Now, what about the student perspective? How did they react, respond to this, appreciate it, value it, uh, if they did? It was actually super positive, which I'm really pleased about. So I've um, I've actually asked students on two occasions for, for articles I wrote. I asked them to actually fill in a survey and tell me what they thought about, um, about this. And um, in both cases, the vast majority thought it was really personal. So they really liked um, having my voice and sort of like hearing my voice. And they really felt it was very personalized feedback. They really engaged with it. They um, thought it was a great alternative. They also liked that they could listen as many times as they wanted to. Well, obviously, they can read my comments as much as they want to. But by being able to sort of like fast forward and go back and listen to to it again, what I said, they they felt that was a really, really good way for them to um to receive feedback and to deal with it, to deal with it. And um, like I, I mentioned, this other project I did um, earlier, where I asked students to actually rec- record one as well to tell me what they did with it. And from analyzing it, I actually learned a lot about how they used it. And I really had them had a feeling they really, really engaged with it, and they found it really useful. And they actually did a lot of research, and possibly they spent much longer, much longer time working with my feedback than they would have with written feedback. Okay, so considering that this is about teaching uh, German as a foreign language, uh, just for any language teachers out there, whether they teach English as a foreign language, whether they teach English as an academic language, uh, or perhaps another foreign language, another second or third language, when you were giving them the feedback, what language did you give the feedback in? I'm glad you asked, that's a really good question, because that's something I thought about a lot. And I've, I've, I've tried both. I've tried giving feedback in English and I've tried giving feedback in German. Now, I think in this particular case, my opinion is that it's absolutely justified to use English as a feedback language, because 
it is quite a complex thing to give feedback. You really want them to understand what you're doing. Um, you talk about complex grammatical issues, for example. But obviously, the advantage of, of giving feedback in the target language in German or if it's English that you're learning in English is that they will get additional input in, in the language, which is always good as well. It's, it's like a listening exercise for them as well. Now, what I've done most recently, and I'm actually still working on this project, is I've done both, and I've actually worked with it in a quite a quantitative way. I really counted, counted errors. I scored um, compl the complexity of um, the text that students submitted, and then compared if there was a difference in in the degree to which the texts improved, depending on whether I gave the feedback in German and in English. And I couldn't really find any significant dif significant difference there. So I think in terms of progress and improvement, there doesn't seem to be any big difference. At least that's what my data suggests. So which, and I found that quite interesting. Um, but what I found overall is that they really improved. And um, the, that's something the data really, really shows in a significant way, that this kind of feedback really, really helped them improve their language skills. And just for context for the listeners, how long have you been doing this um audio audiovisual feedback uh in in preference to say the text based feedback so I think I did it for the first time in when was it so around two thousand fourteen or so so six years I've been working on this. I'm not using this for all the feedback i I give obviously you can't do that also within institutional constraints so um I've done it mostly for formative pieces and I've done it, I've tried to do it once sort of like every year. And um, so yeah, for six years, so I've probably done it about for six different um, types of assessments so far. And to give a bit more context, what kind of assessments uh, are those? Whether these are maybe, if you can relate it to other subjects other than language teaching, mm -hmm. so equivalents. Yeah, so they're usually essays. They were usually short essays. In this case, they were essays written in German, but obviously that could might as well be a, a short um, homework essay um, written don't know, for, for management or, or even for sciences. Um, so it was mostly, it wasn't multiple choice, it wasn't quizzes or anything, it was texts that students produced. And were these about maybe uh, how many pages or how many words to quantify it? Yeah, so um, I've done, I've, I've tried anything from very, very short texts, let's say half a page for beginner students, up to... Um, up to something that is around 800 words. So there were smaller pieces so far, but I think it might as well work well for, for longer pieces. But but yeah, I've, I've worked with essays up to around 800 words. No, I can see how it would probably work with longer pieces. You know, we often see page uh, assignments that are a thousand words or two and a half thousand or five thousand. And especially if the first language is the same language as the, uh, the feedback. So if it's both in English, then it would probably not be too difficult, I guess, for a member of staff to kind of go through a paper, take some handwritten notes, but also complement it or just do it fully with uh, audio notes. Absolutely. And I think what you've just said is really important. And that's a, I know that's something that colleagues, um, some of my colleagues do, is they um, annotate them first and they, they add some handwritten notes or they add some notes in Word, for example, and they complement it with their audio feedback. So they do a bit of both. Which, which some colleagues found really interesting and a really good way to do it. No, yes, of course, because then students, they get both a kind of personal touch, which is obviously hearing 
your your voice or your, the colleague the voice of your colleagues but they can also have something they can refer to i guess yeah absolutely that's what it is yeah so to kind of round things off maybe one last thing to touch upon is uh, how did the staff who gave this kind of feedback how, how was their experience and then what are some maybe key takeaways for staff who wish to try out this new way okay yeah very good question so um i think at the beginning it's always a bit awkward having to do this because it's new it's something that feels a bit unfamiliar and you also have to nobody likes to record their own voice and to listen to their own voice so i think um you have to sort of um yeah deal with that and just just accept it for now and you really really get used to it that was my experience and um once you've done it and got used to it a little bit i think it's actually fun for staff as well it's a different way of giving feedback and it makes our life maybe a little bit more exciting as well. I don't know when you're having to mark lots of essays, so it is a different way to do it. And yeah, I found it quite quite enjoyable as an alternative. So yeah, the key takeaways for for someone who would like to do it is find um, a program that you would like to use. Um, like I said, my recommendation is Screencast-O-Matic, but there are lots lots of others out there. And just give it a go. Maybe practice with something else. So maybe just familiarize yourself with the with the features of the program. Just do a few test runs. Um, just to get sort of like a, just yeah to, to find out what the program is all about. And um, yeah, just just do it and, and enjoy it. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. And um, we look forward to maybe looking at the resources that you might share, because uh, I'm sure people will take a lot of interest in what you've just shared, because it can get quite boring from a teacher's perspective, just writing lots of comments. Although students expect something, I think for them, it might be a bit more exciting to, to get some feedback from their tutor, uh, especially in an audio format. So thank you very much. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs>